Eric Spolstra saying it nicely that the ref screwed up that call. They Caleb did. Martin missed a three and hit the rim. The refs didn't see it. They did. Shot clock violation. They missed it. Benefited my Knicks, though, so I'll take it. Sometimes calls going their way is a good thing. Sometimes it bees like that. And that's kind of what it was. And I think, the, let's be honest, it's good to see a 1-1 series here. Maybe the NBA was happy to see that call get Probably. missed. You know, it's just, sometimes it happens. Probably. <laughs> I yeah. When I look at this series, though, Trista, I am immensely concerned about the Knicks because the Heat have nothing to lose. They can't miss from the outside. They just continue to knock down shots. We thought losing Tyler Hero was going to be a mass. Like, I don't know what they'd be if they had Tyler Hero right now. I'd probably bet him to win the title. They lose that game, but they don't have Jimmy Butler. And you got a really good effort from Julius Randle and from Jalen Brunson. So the Knicks kind of got their best effort from their guys and barely squeaked by and won this game. The Heat made a bigger statement than the Knicks in that loss because Miami said, we can hang with you and just wait till our, our leader comes back. It's going to be real soon. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Butler obviously is is a key piece of everything that the Heat want to do. They're going to keep him out as long as they need him to, uh, considering that they already stole one uh, in New York. So I would imagine he plays game three or four. Heat three and a half point favorites, actually, in game three right now. I like Heat. Yeah. I like the Heat. Yeah, that feels like a Heat win, especially down there in Miami. Now you've had the first two games in New York, and there's there's always a pressure that gets taken off the underdog even more when they steal one of those first two games on the road. Yeah, I mean, I think there's absolutely no pressure on Miami. Minus three and a half, total 208 and a half. I don't know if I would do anything with the total. Probably only under. And then you can look at series prices, too. Miami's still minus 115 to win the series. I like that. That's a good price. Julius Randle's points are 22 and a half. What did he do last game? He had, what, 25 and 12? Did he finish with 25 and 12? I'm pretty sure it was around see. 25. I mean, he had, a, he had a monster. 25 yep, 25 and 12. And eight. Oof. I mean, he PRA. Looked, I think it's PRA yep, is the move. Yep. I love doing That's such a great way to have yourself a little bit of a parachute. Yeah. Just in case one, one category is not as high as you think it's going to be. Let you me could, look what the PRA is right now. While we're doing it, thirty-four and a half. I don't hate that. Oh no, not at all. Thirty-four and a half is nice. I mean, it's actually juiced to the under, which I don't. I always get scared when uh, Vegas. Yeah, I know. Does that? I'm I like, know. what do you guys know? Yeah, I mean, the question obviously is, does he regress at all? Is there some, you know, not being re-injured, but like, is there some soreness or something? You know, what I mean, like something lingering from the last game where his minutes are down or he doesn't shoot as well? Because I mean, he struggled the entire first round when he was actually out there, and this team was still able to win. They have but- a lot of time off. They do. They have like four days off. I think Saturday's game. Yeah, Saturday's game three. Yeah. Yeah. That's. They played Tuesday. It's time for everybody. Wednesday, to get Thursday, Friday, three full days that's, off. That's why I think Butler's going to be out there too. Yeah. A lot of time to rest. That's a lot of time to rest. It so is. I like, I like uh, Julius Randle PRA a lot. That's probably my favorite bet. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Jalen Brunson's points, 24-and-a-half. Where are his assists? Five well, I kind of like R.J. Barrett, 20-and-a-half points. Barrett's been great. Yeah, he's R. been J. really Barrett's good. R.J. Barrett's been really, really good. You know what? I should have given him credit because he's actually shot really well, too, in this in the playoffs. Yeah, 24-and-26. Yeah, I like him in this spot. 20-and-a-half. I mean, this is kind of what the Knicks the envisioned with this roster, right? It was supposed to be R.J. Barrett was supposed to be a more consistent score. He was supposed to be maybe at least a number three when they signed Jalen Brunson. And you're for starting sure. to finally get it. Yeah, 24 and 26. The key for him, though, if you look at what he's done, going back to when he played the Cavs, he's shooting 44% overall, but that's because game one he shot only 16%. Game two he shot 30%. Game three he shot almost 67%, 50, 54. I mean, he is... 
That, and that was just against the Cavs alone. He has been such a better player and shooting over 50% in, uh, 52% over his last five. He's he's completely found his shot, and his free throws, okay, no, they still suck. He did shoot 83% one game. But yeah. like, if you can get him at least consistently from the floor, that's now another scoring weapon that the Knicks have, which they may need if you've got, let's say, Julius Randle not going out for 25-12-8 like he did last game. Yeah. I mean, there's really nothing to it but just to do it, you know. I, I don't think this series is going long. There's really not a lot in terms of storylines here. It's whether the Heat can shoot, whether the Knicks can shoot. That's it. Perimeter shooting. That's pretty much it. Does Eric Spolstra give an advantage to this team at all, too? Not just in this series, but in the East, given some of the other coaching situations. We have Boston's a mess. Missoula's offense is random, according to Marcus uh, Marcus Smart. Doc Rivers, we know what happens to him in the playoffs every single year. I mean, Eric Spolstra is experienced, and we're seeing it. I mean, look at what he's gotten out of this team. They're a completely different team in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I think he's one of the top coaches in the NBA. I don't think that's, I don't think that's questioned at all. I think he continues to bring guys that are undrafted and give it to Pat Riley too there he's really good at evaluating talent and getting guys for almost nothing but yeah I would say that Eric Spolstra is very slept on people don't automatically say he's a top coach in the league but when you listen to him and you watch him and you've you talk to people and ask hey like where do you put Eric Spolstra then they're like oh yeah top five what the heat are doing shows you too that culture really matters I mean they got a strict culture guys gotta be a certain body fat percentage they've got to be in shape uh, you see tons of players that have a chip on their shoulder get opportunity there. Undrafted free agents that end up getting bigger deals. We've seen him go back to like Tyler Johnson, who for a while it worked and then it didn't, and it is what it is. But we've seen that method for Miami over and over again. But once they got Jimmy Butler, that changed everything. He was perfect for the culture, perfect for that team, perfect for the history that they have. And it's there's very few organizations that are able to do that and keep it consistent. And the Heat don't get enough credit for being one of those organizations. I agree. I agree. They're, they're I would say, a top organization. I, I Not for everybody, though. Not for everybody. I mean, yeah, it's not the prettiest, and it's definitely not the easiest for a player to maybe be a part of. I heard there was an interview with Jermaine O'Neal because he finished up his career there. I think he ended up retiring because he didn't want to uh, meet the weight requirement that they had. He was like, I'm tired of being this weight. <laughs> or, like, worrying about it. I want to be able to eat what's in my pantry. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's... And and I think Andre Iguodala didn't want to be there when he was there. Yeah. Again, like it's all about fit, players, fit, organization. It's pretty much it. It's the Patriot way in a lot of ways. Oh yeah. You gotta either you gotta be down for what Bill Belichick is gonna have, or you you're you're completely out. For sure. But it works, and this is also too why they're teams that you never really write off. You just they they just find ways, and and you can't explain it. It's why like this offseason, I wouldn't be surprised if the Heat went out and retooled this roster and got themselves a star. I don't know how they're going to do it. They're way over the salary cap, but they keep finding ways. They got a sign and trade done for Jimmy Butler. They got a sign and trade done for Kyle Lowry. There's no way that it makes any sense, but if there's any a team... A guy who very clearly it, is not adhering to the heat culture of the body fat. Yeah, how percentage. does he get away with that? How does he get away? Is it, uh, this, I think it's only the big men that have to follow that, though, right? Oh, no. Guards do, too. Okay. He must have said, I'm not coming here unless I'm <laughs> able to still be a big booty uh, point I motion guard. that Trista takes over for Riley and says, we'd like Luca." In-house? Yeah. Um, Jokic? Yeah, we're taking all the fatties in uh, here. Give, uh, George Niang? And what, we're running. Um, what, yeah, what would and, be the all-NBA dad bod? Yeah, we'll the all-NBA all first-team dad bod. The ultra body-shaming honestly, I honestly am the first thing I, I note is you're a professional athlete. This is what you do. That Your whole entire job revolves around you. Can I play small forward? Around yeah, you. you. Yeah. You and Luke about the same. My you're screen. good. 
Nike shoes. <laughs> it, it revolves around you being in tip-top shape, and you're not in tip-top shape. I can see the fat around your lats. Like what we need to do is either get you a long sleeve jersey, or we got to get you doing some back back raises and rows and a nutrition plan. And you got millions of dollars. What are we talking about here? You can't just eat like crap. And not move outside of being on some the basketball guys, though, court. Just, some guys, though, just can't shed it. They're just built that That's way. That's a lie. Some of them, it's that, These are lies. These are lies. Of, oh, there's, yeah. like a new, there's like a new pill for this, isn't there? Well, I don't know if you want to just take a new pill like for weight new, loss just like for the heck Nutressa of it. Like Nutressa or something? It might, not even, it might not even like pass a drug test in no, the NBA. No, it's FDA approved. <laughs> but is it NBA oh, approved? what is it? Hold on. Is it Ozempic? Yeah, Ozempic. I don't know anything about it. I, I don't know why you even asked me that. Oh, wait, I just... Ozempic. I just volunteer that information. Let me it's see. for something else, but people are losing weight on it, right? It is was that for what it like is? seizures or something. No, I don't think it was that. It was something completely random. Right, and now people are using it to lose weight. All right. It's to improve your blood sugar. Type two. It's, it was it's for it's type two diabetes. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Anti-diabetic stuff, and people are using it as Ozempic users report diabetes. weird celebrity dreams. <laughs> I was family members with the Kardashians. You know what, Luca? That's what it's going to take, sir. That's what it's going to well, take. I mean, you get crazy Ozempic dreams. I got acquired by the Miami Heat. That would I be am mine. now on Ozempic. <laughs> Mark Cuban came to me. That's and we such went a for specific barbecue. side effect. Like when you do the commercials, may cause nausea, diarrhea, uh, vomiting, diarrhea, headaches, vomiting and right, celebrity dreams. Right. Lucid celebrity-based dreams. <laughs> One person said they... Uh, Dinosaurs started invade, invading, and they saved everyone with essential oils. Wow, that's a lot. Lucid I've had dreams. those. I've had those invasion dreams before, though, and I've saved the world from aliens and stuff. I have those. Do yeah. you guys not have those dreams? Not, not no. those. No, no, I have those. Mm -hmm. I don't want to know about your dreams, Scott. Maybe, I don't no, know where maybe your I've made going. a three pointer and had barbecue <laughs> at the same time. Do you have the bridge going into water dream ever? No. Yes. Yeah, you have that. Okay. Mm -hmm. no. the, falling, no, the falling one. The yes. falling one, I don't really have that. I have dreams where the bridge just cuts off, yes. and I'm driving yep. it, and there's just yes. nothing. Yes, I have those. And then yeah. I see pictures of, like, floods. Like, they're having record floods in California. People are driving through it in, like, these planes. I'm like, that looks like a nightmare to me. Yep. That's a nightmare. I do have the dreams about work where, like, I can't speak. Where you come in and you're not prepared for a show or thing. Everybody has those industry dreams. They're whatever they do for a living. I feel like most people go through those. Oh, I had so many when I was at Barstool during the pandemic. <laughs> oh man, I had a dream Were that they dreams everybody or nightmares. I had a dream. Oh, it was a nightmare. Yeah. I had a dream everybody in content was in a house together living through the pandemic, but there was no furniture. There was no beds. There was no couches. It was just an empty house, and you had to just figure it out. Blankets, pillows. That's it. What a nightmare. That I was is, sleeping in the garage. That, geez. On the cold floor, and I had my cheek on the cold cement floor. I have had one come true many years ago. I don't even know if Scott remembers this. And we were working together at a previous establishment. I had to do morning drive. I was doing updates then. Uh, and the schedule got switched, and I didn't know I was on that morning. I got a call, like, 610. And then I called you and was like, am I on the schedule? And you're like, yeah, yeah, you're on there. I was like, I got to get in there. It happened to me once for real. It wasn't my fault. I've had that nightmare. It happened to me in San Francisco. too. They called me, and they're like, hey, you're going on the fan tonight. And I go, yeah, no, I'm in San Francisco. <laughs> no. Okay. Nope. No, Schedules. It's the old high school, no homework or whatever school level or, you know, exam. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. Yep. Work not prepared. Yep. Comes all the time. Yep. Now, off the air, you can tell us your other dreams, Scott, the ones you can't say on the no. air. Senior NBA reporter Jake Fisher next.